Support for MarketFoolery comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com. It's Thursday, March 30th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Explorer, Simon Erickson. Thanks for being here. Chris, it's always a pleasure. We've got some news. Holy cow, do we have some news, particularly if you are one of the millions of people who owns and drives a Toyota vehicle. We've got some news, um, but we're also gonna we're gonna have to start with Lululemon and Athletica. Holy cow! Shares of Lululemon getting whacked today, down twenty two percent. They had a fourth quarter report that wasn't good, and they followed that up with some pretty weak guidance for their fiscal quarter, uh, the one that they're in right now, Q1, and combined. I don't know, man. Twenty-two percent is that? Is that an overreaction, or is that a perfectly logical reaction? Seems to be stretching a little thin to me, Chris. Uh, uh, you know, the, I think the big news was that the upcoming quarter they were expecting a decline in comps, which is a big deal for Lululemon because that's the first time since two thousand and nine that they would have had a negative same-store sales uh, globally. And they addressed this. Uh, they gave the reasons that they expected why this would be. Most of it was because a hiccup that they've done operationally on their website. They had some new ways of presenting their spring line of clothes, didn't work out the way they expected it to. And so they're expecting lower direct to consumer online sales. Uh, already in the works to correct that mistake, but I think that that's really weighing on the stock. And like you said, down what, 22% right now yeah. for the day already. So uh, there are two things I want to hit here. One is the lowering of the guidance, and we, you make this point all the time. Other analysts do the same thing, and I think it's it's worth pointing out again that when we are looking for guidance, we look first to the companies themselves. What are they saying relative to? Well, this is what Wall Street analysts are saying. Um, I get that. I'm not looking for. Wall Street analysts' expectations to sync up perfectly with that of any company's management. However, in this case, they didn't just lower guidance, they lowered guidance to the point where it's 35% lower than what analysts were expecting. That I mean, I, I see a number like that, Simon, and I'm not thinking, oh, they're off by a little bit. I'm thinking something is drastically Either wrong with the business, or something has very quickly changed in a negative way about the business. I I might actually disagree a little bit with Wall okay. Street on this one. Okay, I, I think that if we if we step back and we don't look as as closely at the resignations of Chip Wilson and of course Rhoda Pitcher, Rhoda Pitcher, which we, we talked about sure. quite a few on the show. I mean, since Rhoda Pitcher left the board of directors last spring, I mean, the stock has has not done well. That's, right, that's just math. That was that was a uh, oopsies. But bigger picture, what is Lululemon doing? They've profitably carved out a niche in yoga. They've got the early enthusiast of customers willing to visit their stores, willing to visit the bricks-and-mortar locations that so many other retailers would just do anything to get right now. They've gotten still 6% comps when you take out the direct-to-consumer sales. I mean, a lot of retailers are looking for 0 or 1% comps. So, they've given their core enthusiastic customers a reasons to come back to their stores, because they like the experience, they like taking the yoga classes, and they like um, knowing what, what they should buy. So, now that you've got this, these early adopters of customers, the next thing that the street is naturally going to ask for you to do is expand your product line. 
you've got to go mass market. Hey, this is not enough that you've got the, the yoga enthusiasts. We want to see you reach uh, everyday clothing. We want to see yoga for teenagers. We want to see the ABC pants for, for men's. And that gets harder and harder because if you're Lululemon, you want to try new things, but you don't want to do it in a way that you're just building a whole bunch of inventory that nobody's buying. So you, you take calculated bets, and you've seen Lululemon do that. They don't always work, but I think that in the grander scheme of things, they are expanding their product line in a calculated manner. They are expanding internationally. Now, a quarter of, of stores are outside of North America, uh, including three new in, in China that they're trying out now. Of course, some in Europe that they've, that they've opened showrooms for. But bigger picture, this is a company that is getting bigger. They are getting some mass market appeal. They've now got a global ad campaign to address a lot of this stuff. I still think Lululemon is heading in the right direction. It's just you'll see some lumpiness like this as the market digests them getting to be a bigger company. In terms of just the the brand itself, the, I think the brand is strong, and I think that does bode well, particularly internationally. But you said something about inventory not moving, and that, to me, is in some ways a more troubling comment out of company management today, and that's, the company saying that its spring clothing isn't bold enough, and pro- and they promise to make more attractive gear and clothing to correct the problem. First of all, I guess we give them points for honesty and and transparency because we do like to see that. Um, now that we've given them points for that, you're in the business of of clothing. What are you doing? Like what? Yeah. Like that's a, a in some ways a stunning admission, and also that's not a problem that gets fixed quickly. Correct. And a lot of it was online sales. They said, quote, lacking depth in color for spring and visual merchandising was something that didn't work out for them that they're correcting right now. You've got to get that direct-to-sales channel up and, and humming along. I mean, that's something that you absolutely need if you want the margins to increase and your online traffic to increase. But again, I think that this, this comes into the question of Lululemon knows what they're good at. They know who their, their customer base is that, that has embraced them and is continuing to buy $100 pants from them. Now, what's the next step that, without screwing up the existing business, you can grow? And I think the answers to that are, are international and just small, calculated expansions to that product line. We'll continue to see how it looks in the next couple of quarters. The last question, then we'll move on. In terms of the stock, this is one of those stock drops that makes some investors out there ask, is this stock on sale? When you see it down 22%, do you think, oh, this is a total value move right here? Or do you think, uh, it is a more, from a valuation standpoint, it is a more reasonably priced stock? I'm at a hold for Lululemon right now, because we're we're still giving them, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they can correct this issue that they pointed out. They said, hey, oopsies, this is on us, guys. We're going to fix it for the next quarter. Put your money where your mouth is, so that we know that your customers aren't actually just leaving. It's just really a hiccup for the online sales. Maybe put in another call to Rotor Pitcher. That's right. Get, get her to weigh in. Toyota announced a recall of nearly three million vehicles. This is related to the airbag inflators that they've been wrestling with for a while. None of these vehicles are in the U.S. But and and I I said this to you this morning. In some ways, I'm numb to insert name of automaker has issued a recall by the same token 3 million vehicles that's a big number sure and and i say this as someone who is a a very satisfied toyota customer um but how much trouble are they in here because there are recalls that come out and it's you know the company has you know whatever the automaker is 
they've got a part. It's like, oh, by the way, the, um, this bumper needs to be replaced, or this, you know, this thing that's that's not necessarily related directly to safety. We're issuing a recall for it. This is airbags. Yeah, this is a hundred percent about safety. So I feel like Toyota's in just slightly more trouble, if only from a headline risk standpoint, than the average automaker with the average recall. I think that the nature of the recall, as you mentioned perfectly, is is very important to look at. Is this an airbag and a safety related thing, or is this something like the the bolt on your on your your hood or your, or the trunk that needs to be replaced, and so they're bringing it back? All of them suck. For the OEMs that have to bring the cars back and replace them, but but there are definitely different levels of severity for this. We remember Tesla when the, they had the batteries that were exploding in the middle of the roads. That was a big recall when yeah. they were like, "Hey, we need to fix something on this." But I think that also automakers in general are starting to change. They're very much more growthy now, where you have to move quickly to keep up with what everyone else is doing. Um, Detroit kind of moved incrementally and slowly for years. It was just a, an incremental improvement, a new safety feature we'd add something on, but it was still a, a, a driving machine. It was a vehicle that you were buying because you wanted the torque and the horsepower, you know? And now we start talking about self-driving cars, and Silicon Valley is getting involved, and all of a sudden, you're seeing billion-dollar acquisitions from the automakers moving quickly to get self-driving cars out there by 2021. I mean, that's four years from now that you're changing the entire business that, that you've been in for decades. And when you have recalls, there are standard recalls like this. Yes, that is a big deal. Yes, that, that hurts you in the short term, but you still have to kind of move faster than you've traditionally been comfortable doing just to keep pace with competition out there. All right, before we move on, I've got to say a word about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, and it is a big decision, it's important to work with someone you can trust and has your best interests in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. Nobody likes doing that. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial information to get a mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So, whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. So, skip the bank, skip the waiting, go completely online at quickenloans.com slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. You and I were, earlier this month, down in Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest, in terms of self-driving cars. Did you see anything that Turned your head? Did you see anything that that got your attention and made you think, "Oh, this this either this is something I haven't seen before, or this is moving along more quickly than I thought it was." The uh, the narrative that's very interesting that's that's developing right now is what's being called mobility as a service. Basically, self driving taxis. You've got a cell phone. You hail a, a car to come pick you up and deliver you from point A to B. You don't have to buy the car. You don't have to pay insurance for the car. You don't have to depreciate the car. All of the stuff we've gotten used to paying for when we buy vehicles and park them 95% of the day is now no longer a cost you have to worry about. And so, similar to like we're used to with Uber, um, minus the driver costs, can now get the cost per mile down to 30 cents a mile, 25 cents per mile, compared to an average taxi rate of $2.50 in the United States today or whereabouts. That makes things really interesting because you have to think that Google will be willing to pay 25 cents a mile to serve up an advertisement and have your complete attention for 
maybe a five or 10 mile trip. And so all of a sudden, we might not even be paying for transportation, at least on a South by Southwest perspective, of what's the next step? Is this gets cheap enough to have other businesses built around it that are advertising supported? Do we even need to pay for mobility anymore? And a lot of companies, I think, are trying to figure out this shift from sell you the car, capture forty dollars to $100,000 up front, to over time catching a service built around these vehicles. Let me go back to Toyota and automakers in general and this question of, of recalls, because it, it does seem like there needs to be a shift in thinking around recalls. Because, as I said at the outset, I'm sort of numb to them. I can't imagine I'm the only one. And a lot of times, it's it's not something directly related to safety. And I'm wondering if there needs to be some sort of agreement. Obviously, this wouldn't just be amongst the automakers themselves, but it would also it would have to involve regulators as well to basically say, you know what, uh, we want we're going to put the recall tag because that that is that's one of those red flag words. It's a word that makes you pay attention, and but then after you find out what's being recalled. A lot of times, it's like, oh, this is this is something I don't need to rush into my dealer to take care of this, and I'm wondering if we if we need just I don't know a fresh way of thinking about it. Yeah, Chris, you and I were talking a bit before the show about, like you said, the nature of recalls, and I think that the regulators will eventually get on board with anything that's digital or a software issue. You can update that over the internet. You can beam a software update to your to your vehicle. And get those taken care of without recalling the vehicle, without having to bring it in and have it out of out of your hands for a couple of weeks. So I think that's going to be the big step. Is as automakers are more and more connecting cars instead of just being chunks of metal that are that are bent into shapes, um, being internet connected vehicles that are communicating not just with each other, but with the manufacturers, so that you can get updates very much more easily and for them at a much much lower cost. All right, I got a, a couple of housekeeping notes before we wrap up. But even before that, uh, speaking of South by Southwest, um, you put together an investment report, and we'll we'll put this on Facebook. We'll tweet this out on the Market Foolery feed. It's a free report for investors. Uh, some of your big takeaways from South by Southwest. It's a well done, by the way. It's a, I, I I read it. It is a I'm not surprised, but it's, I appreciate that a lot of work went into it. It's a, it's a very robust report with a lot of, of smart analysis and thinking behind it. Um, give me one, give the listeners just sort of one taste of, of something that you touched on in the report in terms of takeaways for investors and sort of where we're going. Well, I've got three predictions of what's going to be the biggest changes the technology world will see in the next five years. Well, it's pizza day. I don't have that kind of time. Give me, uh, yeah. <laughs> give, give me one. I'll give you one, just as a, as a teaser for it, is, is entertainment. I think entertainment's going to go much more mobile. I think that we've gotten used to going to the movies for these larger-than-life experiences, and they make their money off of the popcorn and the drinks that I pay $10 for when I go. I think that more and more, you've got a virtual reality headset. From somebody like like HTC or from Facebook, Oculus, that immediately you can download games, videos, movies, any any kind of entertainment content content directly to, and you can watch it wherever you are. Maybe you're in your home, maybe you're in the Starbucks, maybe you're on the train. Anything that has internet connection will give you access to this. And because you're mobile, it's going to be subscriptions, and they're going to be supported by advertising. That's going to send you ads based on your location at the time. 
I like it. Again, we're going to post this on Facebook uh, and on the Market Foolery Twitter feed. And if you don't have access to either of those, just drop an email to marketfoolery at fool.com and we'll send you the link to the report. I uh, want to give a shout out to longtime listener and Motley Fool member Drew Morris, who's uh, visiting today. Uh, from Alabama. He's in town for work and had a little extra time and stopped by Fool HQ. So, Drew, thanks for hanging out. Uh, April Fool's Day is this Saturday. Just a reminder, everybody, April Fool's Day, which is our national holiday. <laughs> it's the day that everyone is a fool. So, embrace April Fool's Day. And if you're at all familiar with Fool.com and you've visited Fool.com on April 1st in the past, then you know we like to have a little bit of fun on that day. So, I encourage you this weekend. Particularly on Saturday, go to fool.com and and see what we have in store. We always have a little bit of fun. Always do. Yeah. Uh, and thanks to uh, uh, listener Eric Peepus or Pappas. Eric, I'm I'm butchering your last name. I apologize. Eric sent a great song that's uh, going to take us out today. So thanks for that, Simon Erickson. Thanks so much for being here, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. Would you win a little thing? Just you take in a little cash. Just love that bad baby with her dog Her body gets missed by the bonfire Jimmy, watch your horn to give me the clothes of my pants The shoes are torn apart Now me, I know that you can Anything's better than I've been Say, oh, my God